Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Spears. <clears throat> and who are you? I'm Steinberg. And I'm John Wick. <laughs> uh, let's dive into it, baby. We just left the theater and saw chapter three of John Wick. Um... Let me tell you something, man. Uh, this movie couldn't be more of a guy's film unless they actually supplied you with a hooker to suck your dick while watching the movie. <laughs> this was a fucking film made for niggas with chest hairs and nut pubes. No women allowed in the clubhouse. Uh, was there any women in the theater? Yeah. There was a few? There was some beastly bitches in there. Um, Dude, that movie. My God. What the fuck was this, the plot? There was none other than action. Let me tell you something. And I'm, I'm not shitting on the movie. The movie was fucking fantastic. Um, I think other than the fact that I knew, because it alluded to it from the last John Wick, that he had a global hit out on him. Um, other than that, I don't know what this fucking movie was about. Yeah, because he had a he had to go through a maze, basically. Like, how the fuck did he get from New York to the Egyptian deserts to what looked like Hong Kong? Like this, I mean. But how? Listen, if you're a guy, this is for you. It's two and a half hours. It's of straight butchery. It's fucking awesome, man. The best part of the movie for me though was in the first like minute of the movie. Right. When they were taking when he was taking people out. Yeah. And you were like, Oh shit. Oh, oh it's it's oh, it's oh it's brutal, oh. nigga. And I'm squeamish <laughs> about blood and gore. Um and remember when I asked you, yo, you know who that dude is? That seven foot motherfucker? Is it who was it Lurch? It, it's um he plays in the in the W in the NBA. For the Philadelphia 76ers. No, he doesn't. Yes, because when Shaq... And I'm going to tell you something. Most athletes don't make good actors. There are a, a few. Rick Fox can act. Uh, John Sally was never in a lot of shit, but I, I know John. And John was just a naturally funny, 
lively dude. Plus, he was in that basketball movie with Whoopi Goldberg. So John can act. But, yo, this dude, I wish I knew his name. This motherfucker wasn't bad. And Shaq always fucks with him on Inside the NBA on TNT. Whenever he plays, Shaq goes, you rang. <laughs> so it's, and I couldn't think of it until you just said it. I wanted to say like a Frankenstein, but no. He's like a big lurch. Yeah. It's perfect. Who like, you know, if you were to go to the haunted house and ring the boom, boom, he would answer the door, go, you rang. Yeah, he, he was so big. I just, that's why, that's who he looked like to me only because he was so big. Yeah, yeah, but Shaq, it's hilarious when Shaq does that because that's exactly what he reminds you of. But yo, the dude's acting was not that shabby. Um, well, it wasn't the most acting scene. Well, I know, but even still, most a- what I'm saying is most athletes suck as actors. They're stiff. That dude, I believed it. If you didn't know he was in the NBA, he, you believed what he did. Yeah. Um, and the way dude killed him with the book. Broke his neck. It's pretty impressive. Dude, they, 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 that, in the first part of this movie, the first major action sequence is, uh, nigga, put your phone down and look at me. I'm trying to What are you looking this, for? I'm trying to find something that I had in here. It wouldn't open up. All right. Um, the knife, that fucking knife scene, uh, however they shot that, and, and obviously some of it might have been CGI, the way the knives, that knife scene was oh, fucking. Oh, it had to. Because that one sequence where he just kept throwing the knives into the guy's body, and then the final shot from a distance, he picks up the axe and flings it right into the side of Money's head. It's a guy's movie, man. <laughs> Jesus, what a movie. <laughs> um, and I started, I started thinking about uh, other action movies. And I wanted this question uh, goes out to the fellas. Well, before I get to that question, let me say this. Um, as much as I like the movie with all the action and the climactic shit, and maybe, God, I don't, I don't know if this is a sign of me just getting old or I'm having a pussy moment, um, a tampon moment, but I actually got fighter's fatigue. At some point watching this movie, I felt tired. <laughs> like, it's just so much. And you shouldn't even say that as a dude. With a, how could you have too much accent, action? You were sitting on the edge of your seat, dude. I was because I was just well. First of all, I, I think part of the blame was uh, we got to the we got one of those theaters with the was it like the reclining the reclining seats, yeah. leather seats. So I was also fighting going to sleep, going to sleep. But um, it was just so much fighting and gunplay and knife play. I started getting dry. like I'm getting fighters fatigue, man. How how many sentences do you think were spoken in the movie? Sentences, complete sentences. Oh, dude, uh, maybe maybe seventy five. Maybe I think that's high. You think that's high? I think it's high. Yeah, I think their goal for this John Wick uh, whole run should be by the last movie. There's two lines, like one in the beginning and one at the end. Then you truly have no story. You don't need it. The story is in there. Because <laughs> no one went to see it for the story. The story, I mean, the story is becoming, actually, the story is almost the joke that's in the movie. Yeah. Because when they refer to the puppy, uh-huh. that's that's the... That's where it all started. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest laugh that's in the, That's really one of the only laughs in the movie. So, I mean, the, the storyline, that is kind of them, I think, making a joke about there is no real storyline anymore. Right. Um... Off topic, but on topic. They showed a preview for this movie called <laughs> Anna. What do you think? I think the girl looks hot. You know, I said this on this podcast before. And to the women, 
to the few women who listen to this, please forgive me. But I, I say this. I'm, I'm a little bit chauvinistic when it comes to certain things. I'm not saying a woman has to be barefoot and, in the, and, barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen. Um, and again, we're talking about suspension of disbelief. Here's a part in John Wick where this nigga, Keanu throws himself off a roof, falls several great feet, slams into another concrete thing, falls off that, slams into a, a metal fire escape banister before his body hits concrete and not a broken fucking bone. So I get it. It's, you know, it's bullshit all the way around. But I have a dick and balls, man. I'm made for this. It's what it is. As, as, as ludicrous as a woman might say, well, that's bullshit. I think it's ludicrous that a woman spends $5,000 on a fucking handbag or $2,000 on shoes. So listen, but my point is certain shit is built for who you are as your, as a sex. And I just can't buy women flinging dudes around, holding them physically in place, punching them out. And it's like, look, man, this bitch in the movie, like most heroines, you bitches are 11 pounds throwing niggas around that look like Vin Diesel and The Rock. You're knocking niggas out with one punch. You're holding men in place while you do the choreographed move as you hold one dude to fight off another dude. With, and, and within the speed of light, you get back to the dude you're holding. But while you holding him in place to hit the other dude, you mean to tell me all 11 anorexic pounds of you are holding this nigga down? Get the fuck out of here. I can't buy it. Okay, but in the previews for this movie, she gets she gets hit and she gets knocked down, she gets thrown around. Yeah. And and she doesn't seem like someone who like And she's too pretty. Listen. She isn't the strongest in this, but she is beautiful. Listen, who was the comedian that used to from Ohio that was hosting the game show Bob Barker used to host? Flat top glasses. Oh, um, Drew Carey? Yeah. Listen, if you're gonna sell me on a woman destroying a man physically you gotta look like a combination between drew carey and rosie o'donnell you've got to be the mechanic trucker lesbian otherwise i don't believe i don't believe that you could look like giselle Bunchen or cindy crawford weigh 11 pounds and beat the shit out of a man I i don't i don't buy it my popcorn don't taste the same you don't think that there's women out there that can just that that are in great shape that could go through dudes. Not that look good. Not that look good. You know, Mo- so. dude. Listen, most women that can really fight and fuck you up, they have mannish like looks, mannish like swagger. Look at all the broads in the UFC and the WMMA. The prettiest one was Ronda Rousey, and even her, you had to look at at certain angles before you bought in. And she was the baddest of that. Look at them hoes in the WNBA and the, I mean, the W, uh, W, UFC and the MMA. Them bitches got jaws, nigga. Real jaws. You don't think some of them look good? It's, you know, who, fellas, if you, to the men, right in. Tell me who you think MMA and UFC females look drop dead gorgeous. All them motherfuckers look Strong in the jaw, nigga. So, so then, okay, let's set it up this way, though. So if there was a woman out there that was that had that look. Even, hold on, I don't mean to stop. Even Layla Ali. Again, of all the, the, the women boxers I've ever seen, 
when she cleans up, yeah. But then listen to her talk. There's a real yeah, in her delivery. <laughs> like, I guess I'm just saying, if you're going to sell me on a woman knocking niggas out that look like The Rock and Vin Diesel, yo, you can't look like my fucking, who's a, Jennifer Lewis. If I'm saying her name right, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, she plays uh, in the X-Men movies, no, the one that transformed. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. You can't look like Jennifer Lawrence and weigh 11 pounds and have me buy into this. She's not that lightweight. Who? Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, she's dainty, nigga. Dude, so what I'm saying, though, is if there was a woman that had a look that men, that men just had to look at, and she could drop dudes like that. She would be the most lethal person in the world. You said if? If. Say it again, if? If. Exactly. But it could exist. But they, they, they don't. It could. They don't. It might. It might and if. They could, they might, they if. Exactly. You don't think a woman could uh, shoot shoots guns well? That shooting guns is not the same as beating niggas up. Right. A toddler can kill you if he could pull the trigger. But she was shooting guns this, this, in that Anna movie. I know, but she ain't just shooting guns, nigga. She's throwing niggas off her back. Jumping up in the air, wrapping her legs around their necks and pulling them down, punching them in the face, kicking them. Like, get the fuck out of here, yeah, that man. That sounded all sexy to me. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, listen, if that's what stirs your coffee, nigga, a little bit of ball busting before you bust your balls. Um, I don't know, man. I just, if you know, any woman I've ever seen in the streets that really have some toughness to them, it's not pretty. It's not Fucking L magazine. It's not, you know, lip liner and eye gloss and, you know, it ain't that. It's bitches who chew tobacco and spit. It's got. It's gonna happen though. Bitches who scratch a vag like they got nuts. Um, what do you think of the end though, of John Wick? This is a spoiler, by the way. Yeah, I think they set it up obviously for number four. Yeah. Yeah. But comic book like. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Listen, it's I'm not making no it's a fucking guys movie. Like you take your girl, you you guys sometimes you got to bite the bullet and go, "Do I really want to watch the notebook?" But this bitch wants to watch the notebook. So I'm gonna watch the notebook. And you know, sometimes your girl bites the bullet for you and goes to go see, you know, whatever the action movie is. But this right here is is for the male species. This is for us. This is, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so here's back to my question for all the fellas out there and see if you can, how you feel about it too, Andrew. Of all the dudes who play badass ass kickers, of all the movies they made where, they, and most of them, well, pretty much all of them have been sequels. Who do you, who, if you had, if you were stuck in the alley, and you needed a badass ass kicker to fight a group of dudes with you. Of these guys, who would you choose? Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. Uh, Craig, what's his last name? The James oh, Bond. Um, sorry. The, the, la- the latest James Bond. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. Uh, uh, the blonde dude that plays James Bond. Um. Denzel as Roger McCall, an equalizer, or Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher? Oh, you're asking me right now? Yes. Um, 
Second one. Which one was the second one? Uh, uh, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. So you think Jason Bourne is more badass than John Wick, Denzel and Equalizer, Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise, and Craig, Craig is uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. As James Bond. I believe that out of all of them, the uh, the the James the the Bourne, Jason Bourne that character is yeah. the most believable to me. Like, In terms of ass kicking, yeah, ass kicking, and what you can actually do as a human. Okay, okay, because it seemed like uh, John Wick is more gunplay. Like he fights, he fights, and he whoops ass, but it's the gunplay. And there's still a little suspension of disbelief for me. And the gunplay, yeah, and how how he does certain things. He never misses a shot. Never misses a shot, and he never. I mean, I get they gave him the superpower jacket, the the suit that right. was bulletproof, but. When in the so this is a lot of spoilers in here. When the, when he's he's wearing a suit, and the mm-hmm. bullets don't push him backwards. Right. He's shooting those guys that were wearing the armor suits. Right. And it's pushing them pushing them backwards, backwards. Right. So just little suspension of disbelief. Right. I, I, the born character. Well, I don't, hold on. First of all, I didn't even get that. Was his suit bulletproof? Yeah, his suit's bulletproof. They got that in the uh, in in two, I think. In two, I, didn't, buys, I didn't even pick up on that. In two, he buys the fabric that's bulletproof. And also... So wait a minute. Okay, now you're fucking me up. So you, they want us to believe it's bulletproof, but it's it's as thin as a real suit. Yeah. And that don't hurt, though? Yeah, that's... that's the that bullets was, that's, don't hurt? That's my point. Oh. Yeah. It's bulletproof, but it's not stabbed. You know, he got stabbed through it, though. You right. can get stabbed, but you, you can't get the bullet. Right. Because it can be cut. But I... uh. But that's why that the Bourne character he seems, that seems like a real like a real dude. Even even the James Bond character with all his fancy shit, you have to like a little suspension of disbelief. Right. I think the Bourne character, and then I can't like if I was hanging out with Tom Cruise, <laughs> that shit ain't happening. I I like I like Tom Cruise. Did you like the Jack Reacher movies? <sighs> yeah, but it, it's did it feel like a, a less version of Bourne? Yeah. Uh. Tom Cruise, he's, well, even when he Mission Impossible, Tom. I mean, right. I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll see him because of the action and stuff that's in there. But right. they're not, you know. And, and how do you, how do you place one above the other? The Bourne movies just have a more uh, realism to me. That's right. All. Okay. And Denzel. Denzel. Equalizer. Denzel is he, he's like you, you're talking about right now. He's he's a little he's a little too old for me to worry right. about someone whipping ass right now. Right. And he and he's starting to look. I mean, he's oh, still, yeah. you know. but he has the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even in the in, in the what was the latest movie though? The what you just said it. What's the movie that you just said? Denzel in uh, I forgot the name of the movie. Not in Equalizer the, Two. Yeah, Equalizer Two. Yeah, he he walks with a limp. Yeah, he got he got that old man <laughs> strut now, and as much stride in his step. <laughs> um, damn, that's. What's I, think your, what's I, I think I'm agree with you, Born. I think I'm agree with you. Um, yeah, my, 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 my brotherhood wants to go brotherhood and say Denzel, but the fighting style was more crisp, I think with Bourne. Yeah, fellas, I want to know your opinion on that. So that, that's the question. Who would you, if you had to have somebody to go to war with you, Jason Bourne, Roger McCall, Jack Reacher, James Bond, or John Wick? Um, and go see the movie, man. It's a good fucking movie. It's oh, and and here's what was funny to me too. One more thing. First, they showed you the knife fight, which was an extensive knife fight. Then the horse stables. Now that one, I'm sitting here going, I know they ain't about to make John Wick fling horses, nigga. 
but he used the horses with the back kicks. Yeah. Right. I thought that was that that part was a little little see there's Hokey. a little yeah there's a little again but when he rode off on the horse right that that's, there's some cool scenes in there right. there's some but what I didn't get uh, was that Grand Central Station yeah I think so yeah yeah so they just slice a nigga's yeah that's necks what I don't understand and either. the crowd is not paying attention to this that's, screaming that's what my my question was but then he disappears and that other dude disappears but that's that bullshit camera gag like like how you know a dude is standing across the street. And a bus goes by, and when the bus finishes, yeah. he's gone. But that's, that's what, what that was. I even looked at you after that scene. And I went, I, 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 they lost me. They lost me right. for a second. That's the well. They lost me when the two. Remember when the two Asian dudes was about to get him? No, it was a girl and a guy, and they was about to get him. And then the two ninjas came, sliced their necks, yeah. dropped to the ground, and motherfuckers is walking by. Bye. I know this is New York, and you mind your business, but niggas' throats is slit. They on the ground. Nobody's screaming. No one. I know that's what I, right? Because in in the old in the older ones they they move the bodies before people can see them. In right. the older one, right? In one, I think it's in one when the the homeless people grab them. Right. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's go 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 point. go see the movie. Um, Even though we just told you everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing much to tell you. You already know what it is. Yeah. Seriously, you could you could watch the. They wanted me back, so yeah, I'm guessing I'm back. And there was none of that in this movie either. Right. They said, shut the fuck up, Kino, and just shoot. It's beautiful. Um, I would normally, and listen, we, we, uh, just heads up, folks. This is another attempt at where we're going to try to give you what you want, but up the ante. We're shooting for a two-hour podcast here, but not all in one sitting. So this one will probably be an hour, what you're listening to. And then we will upload the second hour like or additional on, minutes, whatever or, the additional Whatever, is. on Thursday, right? Yeah, it'll come up on Thursday. So you might, obviously you'll get this one on Wednesday, and then you can get another one the very next day. So wherever we leave off with this one, we'll pick up on the next one. But it ain't like it's, excuse me, it's a part two. But you get a second part. Um, so I would normally want to save, and I think I'm going to save most of the emails for the end. Because there is some juicy shit we uh, topically. So let's just make the emails cover. the second the part. Well, two. no, no, no. I, I don't want to. You know. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, just let it flow and see what let happens. Let it flow. But this one I want to read now because this one got my blood boiling, um, and I don't even want to do the song because I don't. Want, there's nothing cheery about how I'm going to respond to this. Uh oh. Um, this comes from Raymond Aguirre, and he says, "Can you and Andy shut the fuck up?" And respect each other's opinions. You have got me to the point where I had to stop listening to the podcast halfway through. Your back and forth arguing is unbearable. Please, I, I enjoy this podcast. Please stop with this dumb shit. Come on, man. I'm a real fan of yours. I don't really know Andy, but he's cool dude. He's a cool he's cool dude, man. Stop fighting. Much love, Raymond. <clears throat> Folks, give me uh seven quick seconds. Raymond, with all due respect, suck my entire dick while I stand in your mouth. Who the fuck do you think you are? Let me tell you something, cocksucker. And let me tell you, not that I'm upset that you disagree or that you have an issue. 
But to shut the fuck up, okay. It's like we trying to eat at the same breakfast table and break bread, but you done came to my breakfast table with a loaded shotgun. Hey, man, let me tell you something. These conversations that Andy and I have about race or whatever the fuck we have need to be had. You do not solve problems by sweeping it under the rug and then acting like there isn't a big lump of shit under your rug. You have to discuss these things. You know, and when it comes to race in particular, so many people do just that. They think if they don't discuss it and they don't ignore it, that that somehow solves the problem. No, you got to get into the motherfucking anus. You got to figure out what's causing the diarrhea and you got to fucking fix it. And as far as Andy and I go, I have said this. Andy and I were friends and to some degree family. And you ain't family till you scratch each other's eyes out. Or you steal the last pack of ramen noodles. Nigga, um, yeah, we're going to beef sometimes. We're going to be like Israel and Palestine. We're going to beef, nigga. And, 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 and because I yell at him or because he yell at me or because we trade words and it get heavy. Motherfucker. <coughs> nigga, that's what it is. And if you don't fucking like it, do, do yourself a favor. Nigga, beat it. You know what I'm saying? In the world of podcasts, it's like a buffet. In the, in the buffet of podcasts, you got a lot of fucking choices. If you don't like the dish we're serving, nigga, listen to another podcast and go get full off something else and come back when you're ready to see what we serving next week. You ain't got the fuck. You think we're going to shut down our buffet, nigga, for you? There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that enjoy the banter, that know the banter is necessary, that, 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 that have opinions about the banter. And we want to hear their opinions to see, hey, maybe we, there was a point somebody made with, that we didn't get. Maybe they were right. Maybe we, we, we didn't see it that way. So all of this is helpful and useful. And at the end of the day, let's keep it in perspective. This is entertainment. You listen to this podcast or to any podcast or any radio show for the for the for the for the uh, satisfaction of being entertained. And you know what? It makes for great radio. We are talk radio without commercials and interruptions and music. It makes for great entertainment. And if you don't like it, nigga, change your motherfucking station. And I say that with respect, Raymond. And, and then Raymond followed up. Because uh, I told him, I emailed him and told him, I'm going to rip you a whole new asshole. Uh, he said, uh, ha ha, my man. By the way, I'm Mexican and black. You better give a fuck about us. Laugh out loud joking because I ended last week's podcast saying in a heap of emotion. I don't give a fuck about Mexicans. And somebody else hit me on Instagram talking about, um, yeah, you know, because I, 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 I just did an episode Uh, a guest cameo episode for a new show called Gentified, which is coming to Netflix, which is produced and directed by American Ferrara. She used to play Ugly Betty. And it's a show about a Latin family in Boyle Heights. So I did a cameo episode and I took a picture with Adam, with America Ferrara and Carlos Santos, who, who did the scene with me. And I posted it on Instagram and some dude wrote, Oh, so you only like Mexicans when it's time to work and get paid. Uh, that's some real Hollywood shit and suck my dick too, nigga. Cause you didn't, you didn't really pay attention to the podcast. I said at the end of it, I was bullshitting. Of course I care about goddamn Mexicans as many tacos as I eat. How the fuck could I not love Mexicans, nigga? 
Come on, man. I got three Mexican maids that clean my house. Them bitches take care of me, nigga. I'm like, you know, they like my, my nannies, nigga. Fuck out of here. I love Mexicans. And so fuck you too. God, that sounded white. I know. Well, nigga, I've, <laughs> I'm in a different tax bracket now. Go ahead. Uh, nothing. You know what? In comment to to uh, who's the dude? With Raymond. The, Raymond. Raymond. Uh, this is a you know. I agree with. I agree that it, it wasn't your taste that time, and I and I do understand. But understand this: it is a family podcast. This is shit that people should talk about in their family and do behind closed doors. This no, is, we're not saying nothing that nobody else don't say in the privacy of their own home, and sometimes in the streets. And we're just put, laying it out here so the conversation can be had. And it isn't your, like you said, if it isn't for you that day, man, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. I mean, get off. And next week, you know we do everything. We talk about everything. Every single thing that's just part of our life as we're on the road, we talk about. But don't think that when, uh, when we're out on the road that race isn't an issue as we go down the road. It is. It is. And we see it all the time. And it affects us. We, and we come in contact with so many people on so many different levels. That there's no way that you can't see it, and then not to talk about it would be the thing that would be ridiculous. Yeah, and you can't. And if, and if you're going to use the the initials STFU, shut the fuck up, dude. It's like, look again. You can come break bread with me at my breakfast table any day, but you're not going to spit in my eggs and then say good morning to me, nigga. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. So you know, and Raymond, I hope you know you're still a fan. Love you too, but motherfucker. I'm a 44-year-old man. Andy is 68. <laughs> I'm saying? We grown men, nigga. Fuck you gonna tell us how to talk like we your fucking uh, kids. Beat it, nigga. I did have a, um, an extremely uh, white privilege moment, though, at the, airport the other, at the airport the other day. Did you really? Yeah. What, what, what happened? I, I was waiting for a flight, and there were some problems, and I was trying to get on this other flight, and they only mm-hmm. they were, it was like standby. Right. And uh, I was waiting with a black dude. Uh-huh. He was trying to get on the flight, too. Yeah. And I was like, man, if this white privilege could kick in right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> God damn. And I'm glad when you use your MasterCard. Master? I was like, if it, if it could happen right now, this would solve so many problems. It would help. But neither one of us got on the flight. So it was fair. Yeah. Was fair. Life was fair. Yeah. Um, Want to go political for a hot second? Yeah, go ahead. So I was watching Real Time with Bill Maher, and um, it got to where they was talking about all these Democrats that they're hopefully, you know, that the Democrats are throwing at the, at the public to try to un- unseat Lord Vader. Uh, and the name, what's the gay dude who's a gay mayor? Pete? I can't say that name. His last name. Bitch. Or something like that. But whoever the gay dude who's running for mayor and to some degree they're talking about in terms of his charisma his good looks his eloquence he reminds you of Obama but gay and of course being the very heavy liberal crowd that loves Bill Maher's show and that make up his audience uh, at the taping and I think a lot of people might feel this way yeah, first this guy and when was, this guy could be the first gay president. Yay! Arr! But then Bill Maher goes, "But what happens when he kisses the first man on the lips?" <laughs> now, and and listen, here's what I'm going to say. Uh I think just like with racism, 
how people just are so scared of being a racist. They go, I, I don't talk about this. Put it in the closet. Sweep it under the rug. And instead of really getting to the meat of the issues because it makes them uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And then nobody wants to get labeled the bad guy. You know, I think what Bill was saying, there's some validity to it. It's almost like there are people who go, be gay, just don't be gay, nigga. Like, be gay, but not gay. Like, in other words, how I would say about Obama, I used to joke that Obama was perfect because he made, he was the right kind of black. He, he was the right, wasn't too, he wasn't Bernie Mac black. Didn't have big lips, wide nose, really dark skin, strong afro. That might have scared some white folks. Black people know it's bullshit. Black is black, baby. You know, that, that whole light skin, dark skin thing. That's Raymond, are you listening? This could get heavy. Um, that's some shit about, again, since slavery, plotting one nigga better than another because they light skin. But anyway, um, Obama was the right kind of black. He made white people feel comfortable, at ease. Same thing with this gay, this gay dude. Like, if this gay dude was, hello, it's a raining man. Would America feel comfortable with that in the White House as opposed to this guy who's gay but conservative, if you will, in his flamboyancy? But doesn't that speak to the same like, – in, in, in a culture, which there's a gay culture, Yes, some gay men are very traditional in their outlook on outside of the, how they act – they don't want to present themselves as gay. They want to present themselves as the person, who they are. So when you say traditional, just so I'm not confused, traditional meaning reserved gay or traditional meaning be who you are, honey. I'm talking about traditional in like a traditional out, outside look, like how people dress like for business. That's not okay. traditional. So not, not parade float. Yeah, not the parade. Okay. No, not, not, not assless chaps. I'm right. Ta- I'm talking just the, 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 the... You couldn't tell they were gay unless they told you. But because... The idea of that is, and I'm going, I'm going to, I know I'm gonna, this is me, I'm always doing both sides. Yeah, go ahead, everybody who wants to talk about it, because there is two sides. When you do like that, when you do like this, we should implement Pink Panther music. Because this, this is your walk. My, well, my walk well, go ahead. Well, what makes everyone straight when you go outside? Because the, the idea of you being straight is what makes everybody that you see who looks who isn't advertising their gayness is, is straight. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's that same line that we walk. It's because of our, and this is where black people get to have, black straight men get to have uh, straight privilege. Because when you walk outside, you believe that everybody's straight. You look at the world as straight because you look at it from your eyes as straight. And then when someone uh, quite makes you question that, how do they make you question it? By being flamboyant. By being right. over the top. Obvious. Obvious. Right. So there are plenty, I'm assuming there are plenty of gay men that have that traditional, just regular business American look that aren't going out there to, to make you question yourself. I'm not saying that that's, they're doing it for, for us or for, the, for our straight community. They're doing it because that's how they vibe anyway. So <clears throat> in your opinion, do you think that gay men make a conscious effort to go, when I step outside this door, I'm going to dial it back 
so that I don't come off like 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 so that I don't come off because if I come off the stereotype, if I come off flamboyant, they're worried about how they're being perceived because if you if you're being who you really are, whether it's flamboyant or not, and I I would I would guess that some and I'm guessing because I don't know, I would guess that some gay men would who are flamboyant would go no if that's who you are be who you are let your don't gay ma- flag fly exactly don't make don't make a don't make a, an effort to go I'm a scale back because but I think scaling back is something that's happened culturally because. It could affect your job. It could affect your work. And I know, I know, there's gay dudes out there who uh, are gay and like I and comfortable with being gay. But I've seen those dudes not want to kiss their boyfriend in front in front of people because that somehow isn't doesn't make them feel comfortable. Uh, and or maybe they don't want to make other people uncomfortable. I don't know what that is. I, I, frankly, you know, I think I think it's. I worked in the restaurant business for a long time, and so when you're at a bar. A lot of times dudes come in there with their girl and they'll make out with them at the bar. I really don't like that either. I don't really mm-hmm. want to see them make out at the bar because I have customers at the bar that want to. And, and I, okay, but but that, that's understandable because that's a business setting. Right. But if you were in a park, in Central Park, and, you know, well, park a couple is, on a bench. Park is kind of known as a gay area, so that would probably seem normal. Okay. I guess. Listen, I, I, I think that we're, we're, we're really... Uh, stretching our cultural norms now. This is do, what we're do, trying to do. do. You, and I'm not asking you personally, but again, I, I even hate that saying when they go, is America ready for, is America ready for a black president? And once upon a time ago, it wasn't. And, and, and technically, you shouldn't have to get ready. Like, what the fuck is that? It's an insult. If, if we're all supposed to be the same under this great banner and this flag of what America is, then what the fuck is it to prepare for? But with that bullshit, again, comes the reality. Right. And here's the reality that I wanted that I wanted to reason why I set this all up. I have a, a friend of mine and, I, and I, he's a comic friend and he's also a friend. I like this dude. I just haven't seen him in a long time, but he's a gay dude. He's a black dude. And he, when you see him, you don't see him as gay at all. He doesn't project a, a, the idea of the gay stereotype. Right. He projects just a regular, a regular dude without any qualifi- without any qualifiers. Okay. He's just a dude. But one thing that he told me, and it changed the way that I would feel for the rest of my life. And he he said something about this. And I and to the gay community, if there's gay people listening to this, this is not to be offensive. And I hope that it's taken in the way that it was told to me. He said, gay men, it's very normal. You're out there, you're gay out there in the world. But the actual sexual part about being gay is very, very aggressive. And almost to the point of, vi- not, he didn't say violence, but he said violent. Aggressive in what sense? They're very aggressive uh, sexually together. Uh, like, like when two men go at it, it's like yeah. two wild bears? Yeah. Right. So if you put that in your head... And now you go send that to the White House. Okay, okay, but let me ask you. And this was a gay dude that said this. Yeah, he's telling me the truth. You know, and I, and I just okay, kind of, I okay. just, did you see me tighten up right now? Right, right. <laughs> but all gay sex can't be aggressive. No, I'm. Some I, of it's got to be. I would imagine, like heterosexual sex, where one person is the 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 romantic. Hey, I bubble bath and roses and sweet and dainty and love making. It, it can't all be, motherfucker, bend over. I'm about to, you know, okay, push your shit back. Let's 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 keep flipping this a little bit more. When you talk about your your sexuality, and you were, we were talking the other day about like you and and Ivan was in on it. Like, right. 
the next girl, next up. I want to fuck. I don't jerk off. I don't do that. I, it's it's sexual, and the only thing preventing you from doing whatever you want sexually is the woman saying no, right? right. So now we have two men. There's no no involved. They're just two sexual beings. Are you hinting at because men naturally are aggressive in, in a sense that you got those two aggressive genes battling each other? Right at each other. Going See, at I don't it. know if I buy that. Because, I don't know. I don't because know. Because here's why, only what I'm saying. As I was walking through the airport when I got here, I saw a brother, fat brother, nigga had the, the Chanel purse. The wrist was, palms was pointing towards the sky as the purse was resting on the wrist. This motherfucker was doing the fucking catwalk, nigga. Um, and again, some of the tendencies are so ridiculously feminine that if you get two dudes like that, where's the rough part? I don't know. And, I, and again, I'm generalizing and I'm going off a little bit of what I've been told. So this isn't uh, that's why I hope this doesn't come off as anything other than me trying to understand. Right. But uh, I don't know where it would come off in that. We don't know how, you know, you see very timid women. I'm sure you've seen a woman that seems very nice and very, yeah. very, you know, just proper. Dainty like that. And will fuck the shit out of you. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah, I think most women, you know, uh, when it comes to the bedroom, it's like when black people go, we wear two faces, uh, one around each other and one in the American workplace. You know, we can't be in the American workplace what we are around just our own. I think the same thing with women. I, you know, on the sh- in the, what's the saying go, a, a lady in the streets, a, a lady in the streets, but a hoe in the sheets. Yeah, yeah, this is a woman in the streets. But you know, dirty bitch, when they're doing the door close, men men are who we are. What you see is what you get with us. Whether we but if you, behind closed doors or in the public, what you see is what you get. Well, but what you're saying is though, when as a black dude, you wear two faces. So don't you think if you're gay and you want to keep that? Uh, Absolutely. So you're wearing two faces. Absolutely. Too? So who knows? But, but there are some that don't. Oh yeah, and that's where the embarrassment might come in. Because again. I know there are black men who go, yes, um, in the streets, I'm Carlton Banks. At home, nigga, I'm DMX. Right. But then there are niggas out there who are DMX all the time. But, and they make the dudes who aren't DMX all the time go, nigga, pull your fucking pants up, please. But again, Talk with some pop, proper grammar. But, what I was, but again, as I was told, some of those guys that are very... Uh, put together that want to have that face, that outdoor face for the for their job, for their regular mm-hmm. life. They don't particularly care for that. That's not what they want to sell. They don't want to sell like a flamboyant gayness. So that when they come home and they fucking undo their shirt for their and their Superman mm-hmm. uh, uh, logo comes out, yeah. Now they're ready to go be who they that other part of who they are. I'm not sad. Listen, I'm you know there's, there's so when you say the Superman thing, yeah. the, the S, right? Yeah, yeah. you know there's an SD. You know what I mean, oh yeah, like a dick. <laughs> no. um, but but I'm just saying. So so but but with that with that that conversation, all I'm saying is, how comfortable would America be knowing that when uh, the president and the first man go to sleep that night, mm, the, that, that picture of Abraham Lincoln is going to be just bouncing on the wall just a little bit. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey. You know how you walk past pictures and it look like the pictures looking at you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a, like yeah, a yeah. haunted shit. <laughs> Nigga, 
when the when the when the Abraham Lincoln shit is banging, he's just shaking his head. <laughs> Some of the presidents got their face palm. Listen, you, I'm glad you said that because you brought me back to what I was trying to say. So when they go, is America ready for a black president? Is America ready f- for a gay president? I think America is. But the question, my question is, does that mean America's ready for it in all of its splendor? Or is America ready for it in the sense of, yes, be gay, nigga, but don't be gay. I think the last like, one. Like, because cause if, and listen, you, you would never see, you know, even when we had the first man and the first lady, because it's presidential, because it's family oriented, the kiss is always the same. Peck. Yeah. You ain't never seen nobody French kiss. Um because that would just be, as didn't, the president, didn't, classless. Didn't uh, Al Gore try to like kiss his tipper a little? He like, tried. And and then they danced, and it wasn't it the most horrendous looking thing? Yeah, yeah. but that's just because, you know, Al Gore. It's Al Gore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm just, again, I'm asking your opinion. Honestly, if, if you saw the first man be kissed by the president, and it's two men, do, do you think America would be uneasy because. It's like you're fucking with tradition. No, I'm going to tell you why I think America would be uneasy, and uh, I don't know where the I don't know where the age group with this would change, and and I'm not even saying just America. I'm going to go worldwide. Right. I think that gay still that, that term. The reason you don't call someone a, a fag anymore because right. that that was meant as weakness, or not not a fag, a gay. Like oh you're you be that's that's gay, right. which is meant more that's weak, right. and that's why that well, that's why. Uh, the gay community doesn't like it used, obviously used in that, right. that term. I think worldwide, if you had the president and their first person sitting next right. to them at a, at a big conference or, a, you know, a big meeting, right. I think it would still be perceived as weak. And I think that would be the problem that people would have with it because they wouldn't want their country being shown as weak. Because okay, is America ready for it? And we could say yeah, possibly whatever. Could you imagine? But, but, uh, but could but, you imagine a Russian gay president with? Oh uh, come on! And, and with a with this gay come with this gay on. first man right there. You know Russia, places like Russia, the Middle East, they don't play that shit. Okay, so then because <clears throat> it would be it would be perceived though as, but, but, as a weakness. But, but the word faggot has the same kind of sting to it to gay people as nigga has to black yeah. people. So. Um, I don't even know if it's a question of weak, much less, you know, the most hurtful thing you can say, the most insulting, degrading thing you could say, and how that's perceived by other people in terms of, you know, the meanness behind it, the, 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 the insensitivity behind it, the, the you know, the, the, the violence and the, and the bloodshed behind it. Right. I don't know if it's a question of weak more as it is those things. I'm just saying perception-wise, around the world, I think that's one of the problems that people would have with it. Right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with that. You know what would be interesting, too? Um, because you know how the presidents always go make those worldly tours and shake hands with other presidents and dignitaries and whoever the big, whatever the word is, prime ministers, the leaders of other countries. Yeah. In those places like the Middle East, where motherfuckers, they don't play that shit, yeah. some of them African nations, what happens when that gay president goes to do those tours? I, see this no, no one has ever turned their back on a president, right? Like other leaders, that's not what we do. 
So for, for I wonder how that plays out. I, I think it would be very interesting. I, I and I'm not saying that. Uh, I don't think that America's ready for it. I think America's getting pretty experimental right now, but I just don't think worldwide it would fly. Well, listen, I'd love to see it, if for nothing else, to just say. America's always been known as having pretty much done everything. Sometimes having done everything first. You know, first black president. You know, uh, first, we've finally got our first re- retarded president. Uh, <laughs> well, that was Bush. Uh now we got our first. Uh, He's a savant. He's an economy, economy savant. We got our first. Uh, well, I, don't, I can't say racist because a lot of the motherfuckers was racist. How do you sum up Trump? And if there was one word, like you, when you go Obama, first black president, George Bush, first retired president. That, How would you sum up Trump? People will say orange. I, I would call him the hair. Nah, you I got, he, nah, fuck the orange. I, I think he goes down as the hair. The hair, the first hair president. I don't know. It's just there's something so much about this guy. Uh, the first penis. The divider. Yeah, there's a lot of adjectives. We gotta, we gotta write, write in on, write in, write into us about that. No, but be clever. Don't just yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. We, we clever. We could have said all the the bullshit ones. Right. Be clever. Um, I gotta, t- I gotta do this on behalf of him before we get off this subject. The late great Greg Giraldo. Dude, I, I was I was driving back from uh, Palms Desert the other day, and I'm listening to serious XM comedy. And Greg Giraldo did a lot of the Comedy Central roasts. He was one of the best. He was doing a joke about uh, if someone said, do you think being gay is a choice? And he goes, no, I don't think being gay is a choice. You don't choose to be gay. I don't choose to be heterosexual. I don't choose. It just so happens that I like women. You know, I don't. He goes. I don't choose to be straight. I just so happen to like women. Um, so of course it's not a choice. But he goes. And then I got on the plane though, and one gay male flight attendant was coming through, and he was like, "Snacks, snacks, sir, snacks, snacks, sir." And he goes, "Now that's a choice. Uh, you could choose to dial back on that, but uh, yeah, no." And, and I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um. Yeah, I, I I think that's funny. Um, I was just reading something somebody sent me. Uh, because I was going to say that people should check us out because we did the uh, what up what up fool podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Felipe and Rodrigo. Oh shit! Does that all you're going to do is just quickly mention it? I was just going to mention that if you want to check us out on there, somebody told me that I should take some uh, uh, a cue from uh, Rodrigo and, and play off of you instead of just sitting there. Um. Yeah, I should probably be more uh, involved when I'm at their uh, podcast, but I don't do impressions, and someone doesn't ask me to do impressions. So, yeah, uh, but you, you, you still, I, I could you be still, more aggressive you still in there. Fight for the rebound. Yeah, it's just, yeah, uh, you're right. Andy, I swear to God, I, I really, I really want to make it a mission for you to assert yourself more. Like, like, like sometimes you really just become the wallpaper, and you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, come on, man. You got to every once in a while pull your dick out. A quick story, ladies and gentlemen. And, I, and before we end this segment, because we're almost at a close here. Um, Andy and I, when we left the movies from seeing John Wick, we stopped at this little Shell gas station, which happened to have a Popeye's inside. So I get some five-hour energy, some hot sauce, some Popeye's, 
And as we're before we leave, a couple people asked for my picture, and one of which is this black dude, super nice, but you could he was fucking he acted like he just saw Elvis. Um, yeah, he was really happy. He said he was shaking. He, he, was, he was shaking. I'm shaking. I'm shaking when he was trying to take the picture with him, with his girl and me. And our hotel was up the hill. We could have walked it, but fuck it. There's an opportunity to get a ride. So I said, hey, my man, do me a favor. Yo, run me and my man up to the hotel. It's right there. So he was like, no problem. Cool. But he had a bunch of shit, like a baby seat in the back and a bunch of shit. He kept his car wasn't clean. So as he's trying to clean out his shit, um, Andy goes, nah, dude, I'm going to walk. I'm going I'm to walk. And I'm like, Andy, what the fuck are you talking Talking about man, get a ride, man. I don't want to make him do all that, man. Shut the fuck up and get in the car, man. And so he gets in the car, but they, he he Andy's so overly nice that he doesn't even allow them to move the little kitty seat. He just sits on top of it, and it, the dude needs to move his seat up. And it would have just been better if he let the dude move the seat. So anyway, we we get to the hotel. I tell the dude, hey man, for this what you just did, I'm gonna leave you and your lady some tickets. And I was just saying to Andy, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying to you guys, Andy, you, like, and last night you, you had to deal with some hecklers, a drunk table. And it's like you got to stop being the apprehension that you have. I, 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 I dealt with that situation, though. You dealt with it, but you didn't deal with it. You wanted me to put him further into his place. I, when, when you, when motherfuckers act disrespectful at a show, nigga, you are supposed to be Tony Montana on the other side of that door going, say hello to my little friend and blow them goddamn motherfuckers to smithereens. And the, and the only reason why I know you don't go there the way you should is because you have a niceness about you and, a, and a, to a little degree, fear. Where and, 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 and At that moment, and, 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 I had no fear. I know, I know, and I don't want to get too deep into this because we'll veer off track. Yeah. But I believe, even if you disagree with me, some of that fear is because it's niggas. And, and, and you worried about how niggas will respond if you lash out. Now, you'll say no, but that's, let's not heathen there. That's just my belief. Let's just, to you, I'm wrong. But my point is, this nice guy of, you got to take advantage sometimes in life. Because, and you go, well, I said, Andy, they, they, they were fans of mine. And you go, yeah, but they were your fans. But nigga, you with me. So if you with me, you good. If I'm good, you good, nigga. I don't break bread alone. I don't break bread with you. Most times I don't even want to break bread with nobody. But if I break bread and you happen to be in the same area as me, nigga, you're going to eat too. So get the fuck in the car. And what I'm saying is this, people, we all know life fucks us. Life fucks us more than it treats us well. So sometimes fuck life back. But pull your dick out. And stick it in life. Okay, let's get and the, get a couple strokes. Let's get the whole story though. We had stopped at that ga- that gas station, Popeyes, and we were planning on walking back. Yes, because it was right up the hill. Yes. So I was already planning on walking back, and to make this dude go through all that for me, it just but, wasn't worth it. But, but, I, I, but why are you thinking of it like he's it. going? He's going through it for you. He was going through it for, for us. For, now, 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 for you. Okay, but based on how excited he was, he's shaking. Nigga, he could he would have drove us to Michigan and back, nigga. <laughs> and, and it's not like I'm sitting here going, oh, you're taking advantage. Yeah, I am. But I'm also going to give him some tickets to say thank you. Yeah, and and if I, even if I didn't give him tickets, 
He was just, he, he's got a story. Yeah, he got a story Nigga, and he got Aaron a picture. Spears was in my car. And that could be enough for him. But a story and a picture and some tickets? And I might fuck his girl. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just, it wasn't worth it to me. I didn't want to watch him take out the, 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 the Andy, stuff. Andy, Andy. You, I, you could sell me however you want to sell me. You instinctively, innately, that's who you are. You're just a nice guy. I've seen it so many times yeah. where you will do shit that you do not have to do. And I'm going, why the fuck is this nigga doing this? It's just the person I am, man. Listen. I'm a real person. I, I, I'm just as real as you. Yeah. But, 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 but when you have been sodomized as much as I have, you learn to eventually stab a nigga in the shower. Dude, see, in your life, our lives are different. Here's the difference. What? And I'm glad you're bringing this up because before we end, I want you to go back to your experience that you was telling me about when you got here and how you were just over it. But go ahead. So this is the difference. You've been in this industry a long time. Like you said, you've been sodomized. Let's say you've been sodomized. Fucking hard and just does deep and as hard as it can be in this business to you. And that's agreeable. I've been through regular life. You don't get fucked that hard. You know what you get? You get just the fucking... Just a tip all the time, all the time, every day. A every, tip of what? Just like the somebody tip poking the, at you? Just the tip of the dick of life, just right. fucking you. In the dip, but just the tip. Just not, the tip. Not knocking you down, not telling you that you're worthless, just right. enough to keep you fucking dissatisfied with life. Right. So when I'm going through life, and I've been through that most of my life, because I didn't enter in this business until late. Right. I know what that did. He don't want to put the seat back for my fucking ass. And I didn't want him to because in the same situation, I didn't want him to have to go through it. It's a pain in the ass to take out the car seat. I had my two kids. I had my back seat fucked up like that. I just didn't want him to have to do it. Not to walk 25 steps, well, 50 steps up, I, through, up I, the hill. I would, I would, I would because I'm, I've been through it, I'm going through it, and because I'm a decent human being, I would never want anybody to experience any form of sodomy. But hopefully you never do. But if and when you do, nigga, you're gonna change. Up. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. And 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 that that takes us exactly to what you told me when you got here. What did you say when I called you? I didn't want to do it. Too, I didn't have two hours in me. You didn't have two hour. Why didn't you have a? Because I said to you, yo, let's knock out a two hour podcast this week. And why didn't you want to do it? Why didn't you have it in you? Because I've been flying and getting fucked on the on flights all week long. Give me, be specific. What happened? When I was in Chicago, we got stuck in Chicago. I got mm -hmm. stuck in Chicago. I left a little. Uh, I left. I had a direct flight. That, what time was your original flight? Uh, was it twelve thirty? I think it was twelve thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, and you had mechanical problems. Uh, well, I guess there was weather problems, and then okay. there was a mechanical problem with another plane. And, so weather and mechanical. And they kept switch. They switched me to a different flight, and then it went from being a direct flight. To, uh, to a connection flight, and then the connection, the other plane didn't show because there was some again. And so then I didn't get back until Tuesday morning. Right. Into, yeah. Okay. And, and, and then, then what else? Wednesday I went to go uh, meet you, which wasn't, it wasn't a bad flight. Actually, those flights were okay, but it was still six hours on a plane mm -hmm. uh, there and back. And I, so I went on Wednesday and got back Thursday morning. Right. And then uh, uh, Friday I had a fly out here. And then there were some problems with me getting on the flight, and then I ended up having to switch to another, a whole car different carrier, mm -hmm. and uh, and that took forever. And then I got out here, and then and I, this is what I was talking about in the, when I first started. Uh, I fly out to Cincy, Cincinnati. Here we are. Uh, there's no the airport's in fucking Kentucky, and you have to get uh, Uber to take you. And there's no Ubers. It said no mm -hmm. Ubers. So then I had to go get a taxi. 
the fucking taxi driver had uh I don't know what year the car was, but it actually had wood screws holding the back bumper and the license plate thing up. And then he had a, he handed me his broken phone and asked me to put the address in. I said, ah, fuck this shit. I go, this is not going to work out. So I got out of his car, got into this other dude, and took me. And that's an hour drive from the airport to get to where the club is. Right. And I was done. So all that drained you mentally. Physically. Physically. Spiritually. Spiritually. Guess what? You got more than a tip, nigga. That dick got a little bit deeper than yeah, the tip. Got a little, yeah, I so felt wait until you get the full-on Mandingo with the balls two in you. Toughen up, motherfucker. Welcome to my life. And I've been doing this. How long you been doing the road now? What, two years? Two years. Usually motherfuckers don't do the road. They stay local. Now, this is your second year on the road all year round. I've been doing this for over a decade. So when you tell me your cute mechanical weather problems, <laughs> stuck, tired, fatigued, and I do this shit every motherfucking week for 10 years, which is why I so badly want to get on a TV show or start a movie career just so I could take a fucking break. So again, when you get sodomized, which I hope you never do, but the longer you keep playing with that dirty uncle, this thing is going to get you. You're going to reach for the candy and you just going to be in. He's going to be in your ass. Life fucks you. Fuck it back sometimes. Take the ride. Let him get the goddamn car seat out. He's going to get tickets to a free show. Do you know how much this motherfucker's day was just made? Uh, I know. Most times people go, yo, can I get a picture? Some dudes go beat it, nigga. Now they feel deflated. They're embarrassed. They don't want to tell that story. And if they do, they're going to paint you to be an asshole. Nigga got a picture. Nigga got a story with a ride. Nigga going to get free tickets. He probably going to get another picture at the show. Some conversation. This nigga got more than the coupon gave him. Nigga, take the ride. That's all I'm saying, man. Life is going to play with your nuts. Suck its titty back. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to end, God damn it. So there you go, folks. Uh, this will be available uh, as scheduled on Wednesday. And get ready because we're about to do another hour to bleed us into Thursday. Uh, y'all know the deal, baby. Cameo, Aerie Spears, YouTube, Aerie Spears, Pandora, Aerie Spears. Instagram, Aerie Spears, and I'm going to be on the D.L. Hewley show on TV One. I don't think I don't know if it airs the same day, but I'm shooting that on Monday. So I'm going to rap with my man, D.L. X. Hewley, <laughs> as Andy calls him. Um, yeah, man. I love y'all, man. AndyComedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner, and I'll be seen in a child seat driving towards your town soon. There we go, nigga. <laughs> Pussy ass, nickel.